Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Welcome to week nine of the Bagels and Locks podcast with Davey Bagels. My name is Chase Midorski. Um, By the end of this, I'll have recorded pretty close to three hours of podcast today. So even as someone who likes to talk as much as I do, it has been a lot. So if my voice goes in and out at any point, I apologize. I'm sipping on a water bottle uh, to help make up for it. And hopefully that does not happen. Uh, you just said it to me right before we hit record. And I think we should rip the Band-Aid right off start the podcast uh the lock of the week could be dead forever i think we got to cancel the lock schmear i think it's over it's over for us i i think this is a good week to have canceled it because i was kind of struggling to pick a lock of the week um but for those of you who don't remember what our pick was last week it was lions plus three at the ravens uh, we had ben and james on all four of us were in consensus to this line sucks it was such a rat line and we kind of knew it is the worst part. Like we talked about it and we just like, we just ate the cheese and Vegas took all our money and it was stupid. It was so, it smelled so bad and I just couldn't get my Neanderthal brain to, to bet with Vegas. And I bet with, with everybody else clearly. And it was just a, just a total, shit show from the beginning i mean i i can't figure out how the lions looked so bad it was it was it was horrible i know the answer all right so um just to fill everybody in the final score of this game was what was it 35 to 7 i don't even i think they scored six points and i think it was like yeah 35 or 38 yeah i mean as 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 a passer this was the this was the single best game lamar has ever looked uh in his career the the offense was really clicking on all cylinders, um, and the Ravens certainly looked dangerous. I know where we fucked up, though. Tell me, because I've been trying to figure it out all week. We spent like three minutes last week talking about how Jared Goff should be a legitimate MVP candidate. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not taking the blame for that, because you talked about it for two minutes and 45 seconds, and I said, yeah, you might be right. Maybe I agree with this. He was playing like an MVP candidate prior to last week. Yeah, well, he had a 68 passer rating, so like that, that might be a, a big ditch for him to dig. Like Montgomery out. was out, but Gibbs came back. So, like in my mind, that's a wash. I think it was just like, look, it was an example of we see teams. I mean, we've seen it over and over again in any sport, but there's certain games where a team comes out and punches the other team in the mouth early, um, and the other team just can't respond, and and that's ultimately what happened. A hundred percent. I mean, this game was over like halfway through the second quarter. And it was one of those things we we were watching the Giants. We just looked down and we were like, holy shit, what happened here? It it, it ultimately, I think also, I, I think it was the first game all year where Lamar, I, I'm, I'm not, this is me talking out of my ass, but at least it feels like it. It feels like the first game of the year too, where Lamar played turnover free football. Um, and that's a good way to win games. Lamar played like perfect football. And, um, and and Mark Andrews, good tight end, shelled out on national tight end day. 
Yeah, shout out, shout out. I'm going to change the subject a little bit, but my, my brother had a genius national tight ends day parlay kicking, and he was going to make like three grand, but Kittle didn't get in the end zone Monday night. Yeah, that's where the touchdown bets kill you because you can't – do they let you cash out? I've never gotten far enough in one to – I don't know, but let's talk about it because I was telling him to hedge it. You know, it was it was a couple thousand dollars. He should have hedged it. But how do you hedge it, though? You Can you bet on somebody not to score? I think you can, right? It's usually just to score, and it's like money line. It's not like one of like the yes or no bets, if that makes sense. I thought it was a yes and no bet, but I've never had the inclination to bet no – and I've never been in this hedging position. We're entering uncharted waters for us. <laughs> yeah. Look, we need to do some research. I think we owe it to the listeners to uh, figure this out and report back. I feel like the answer is no, only because do you remember like when our friend's little brother a couple years ago had like 50 grand riding on like a Mike Evans touchdown? Yeah, but I, did, I thought he didn't hedge because he's a, he's a dumbass. Well, that is certainly possible. Um, well, look, if you have 50 grand on a bet, you, you can find a way to hedge. You, figure, like, it out. you figure it out. <laughs> you figure it out. That becomes your goal. Like that's all you do that week. You quit your job and you figure out how to make 25 grand. All right. I'm looking at it right now. Touchdown scores. Now you're right. It's not really a bet. As a quick aside, I'm watching the Spurs right now, and it's uh, Victor Wembanyama's debut. And watching the Spurs team for six minutes, I don't think Victor is the most fascinating part of this team. It's that Jeremy Sochan is the starting point guard on opening night. Instead of? Like anybody else. <laughs> Jeremy, Sochan, Jeremy Sochan was a power forward at Baylor and has Dennis Rodman hair, and he's the point guard for a Greg Popovich offense right now. I, I, I had no idea who this person was. Oh, that give, sounds, give, that give, sounds fun. Sounds like give, they're going to be long. Maybe not that good. Oh, they're 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 kind of they're going to be like what Florida State was a couple years ago, but in the yeah. NBA, where every guy was like six nine with crazy long arms and and looked like a stretch four, but but they were playing at all five positions. I mean, I think their starting five is Victor Sochan, uh, Devin Vessel, who just got paid, Zach Collins, and then. Um, it, it's not Tyus Jones. I think it's Trey Jones, who's like a normal height and is a guard. Zach Collins is long, too. They're going to be freaks. That'll be fun. Yeah, if nothing else, Spurs will be fun to watch. Um, but anyway, so both of I think both of us were two and three last week, right? Mm. I gave you too much credit. Yeah. Um, all right. I was two and three. The Lions was poo-poo platter. Um, Browns minus two and a half at the Colts. Who thought that was going to be game of the week? I mean, that game was sick. 39-38 final. Um, Browns yeah, not. You didn't, you didn't hit that bet. No, I'm saying I lost that bet. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It could still be game of the week, and I could lose the bet. <laughs> it, no, it was a great game. You're right. It was it was fun. It, it was like a long game. That game ended at like five. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma won, but did not cover against UCF. That was, I think, like a 33-31 or 31-29 final. Uh, Chiefs took care of business against the Chargers, covered five and a half. Um, and are you, are you rah, 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 Rutgers laying the beat down against the Hoosiers six and two against Ohio state next week. Bowling, baby. Did the you look at man taking them bowling? So I was pretty pumped about this game. Cause I actually threw a bunch of money on Rutgers individually. Um, I think they won 31, 14 was the final. I was like, all right, Rutgers six and two, like probably going to lose to Ohio. And then I looked at the back half of the schedule and I was like, 
All right, well, I'm glad they got the six and two because I think their last four games are, I think it's Ohio State, Penn State, Maryland, and Michigan. No, they I probably play. No, they already played Michigan. That's one of their two losses. It might be Iowa. They did. They went up early. That's I was Big Ten West though. Yeah, hold on. I'm gonna back check this real quick. It's definitely they definitely have uh Ohio State and Penn State. Yeah. It is Ohio State. No, they play Iowa. So Rutgers, so it's Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State, Maryland. So pretty tough stretch to end of the year, but no matter what, Rutgers is going bowling. Yeah, going bowling is all I'm gonna say. I, I I'm a I'm a Rutgers guy, so it's gonna that's that's awesome. I will be in attendance next Saturday when they play the Buckeyes. Nice, nice, nice. That'll be fun. It, it's a fun stadium. They got a fun little tailgate scene there. I, it's, a, it's a cool place. I'm happy they were back on the right track. The, the last time I was there, um, your uncle was greasing up the GOP candidate for the senator's spot in the state of New Jersey. As your father looked on disapprovingly. <laughs> you know, you know, that's how Jersey politics gets on. <laughs> what can I say? As, as your father and my mother looked along disapprovingly. <laughs> Jersey politics. Yep. Um, all right. What were your picks for last week? Dude, Chase, Chase, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to stop doing this show. Because I like I can't I can't I can't fucking sit here anymore and have you turn the camera to me and be like, Oh, how was your week? And I was three and two, I was two and three, I was four and one. And I have to like tuck my tail between my legs and tell you that I was one and four again, which I was this week. Um, it's sad. It makes me sad. Like it, it, it fucks with my Wednesday night when I have to like recap my weekend. My Saturdays are usually fun in spite of the bad gambling. And honestly, my worst gambling happens on this show. Um, so something's gotta, something's gotta change here. I'm recording the podcast from my desk, which I haven't done since week one, which also was the last time I had a positive record. Shout out week one when I was three and two. Where do you usually record from in your apartment? Genuine question. Couch, bed. I've been I've been moving it around. Nothing has changed, but the desk has served me really well. So I'm back at my desk. Um, I don't have high hopes that it's gonna it's gonna change anything. Do you want me to run through your picture from last week? Would that would that make it better or worse? No, I'll do it. Um, Bama minus nine. That one was in doubt for for a sec, but uh, but but you know Bama Bama looked great in the second half. Um, and then four losers in a row. Penn State plus four and a half. Uh, the Browns minus two and a half, which we were both on. The Packers minus one. I gotta stop betting the Packers. They're they're absolutely on that list of teams that just suck and have cost me so much money this year. Um, and then our Lakshmir of the week, the Lions, which is why we're. I think we're gonna take the week off from Lakshmirs. That's so fine with me. I have absolutely no feel for the college football board this week. When we um, post, when we post the the picture. I'll post it with no bolding on the last pick. So there's you no. Just, you should just post it with like a frowny face emoji. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I will. I I have a frowny face emoji on my real face right now. Yeah, I mean the Packers. I also was in on the Packers last week, and uh, I think Jordan Love is who we thought he was. Yeah, he'll probably look great some games, and he'll look like shit other games. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to take him a year to figure it out. We'll see if he does. Somebody, somebody, I forget who I was reading, like what publication today, but somebody made a really good point and actually came 
Um, I thought very nicely to the defense of Jordan Love. And it was basically just the idea of like, who thought it was a great idea to have a completely inexperienced quarterback with nothing but young, inexperienced wide receivers? Well, the idea was that you'd have a really experienced MVP quarterback with all of these receivers because that experienced guy bitched and moaned for years about them not drafting these guys. So they drafted him to keep him around. And uh, when Rodgers left town, it, it, uh, I think it really messed them up. Um, look, they should be in rebuilding mode anyway. So I, I think if you're a Packer fan, you can't get that upset about this. It's just that you got your hopes up for the beginning of the season. You played some not great teams. You won a couple games and you started to feel like you're the Packers and you don't rebuild, but you, you got to pay the piper just like the rest of us. So yeah. uh, welcome. Part of the problem is also um, A.J. Dillon, I just don't think is good. And Aaron Jones is just very clearly not healthy. He has no burst right now. Yeah, he, he's got to get healthy. Dillon's a change of pace back for sure. He can't he can't get 20 touches a game. No, I mean, it's it's I loop him into that. I loop Josh Kelly into that. Like all these guys who at one point or another, I started in fantasy the first couple of weeks. Cause it was, oh, they're going to get all the carries now, blah, blah, blah. Well, there was a reason they weren't getting the carries to begin with. Yeah, Madison falls into that too. He doesn't look great. Do you really want me to pour it on you and make you feel like shit? Or do we want to just move on to college football? No, let's do it. I deserve it. Oh, well, the AL in our fantasy league would have had a clean sweep this week if it wasn't for somebody's team. Yeah, no, another fantasy loss too, which brings me to two and five. I mean, if if, if Wake Forest and the Giants hadn't both won this weekend, it would have been a full football. Pretty sweet, pretty sweet uh, Wake win. Thank you, Chase. It was a pretty sweet Wake win. I was at the game and it was pretty fun. Your, your dad, I was with your dad actually as that was happening and he was giving me the full play-by-play as I was trying to eat pizza. Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> um, all right, let's start with college football. Um, ay, 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 what a shit board this week. Uh, I'm go with Minnesota minus seven at Michigan State. <laughs> Is this what we're doing now? We're just that we bet against Michigan State and Indiana podcast. This is where uh, we stooped to. Yeah, I mean, look, Minnesota scored 13 points and beat Iowa last week. The Iowa D is, I think, legit. Um, again, I, I just think Minnesota or Minnesota State is again. I said right, we started. I have no feel for the college football board. So when in doubt, I mean, Michigan State lost forty nine nothing to Michigan last week. Obviously, Michigan is incredible this year, but I just think this Michigan State. There's no real coaching. They're in free fall mode. Um, and when in doubt, when you can't read the board, bet against the team that's in free fall mode. So uh, go. Hitler on their jumbotron. Yeah, karma's coming against them. I mean, they're literal fucking Nazis right now. It so goes crazy. PJ Flex gonna row the boat all over them, baby. I'm doing my boat rowing motion right now. Uh, Gophers by seven. I couldn't tell you a single player on Minnesota this year. I couldn't even tell you their record. I'm just betting against the Spartans. Yeah, no, you've made a lot of money betting against the Spartans this fall. So you know what? Keep doing you. I'm gonna ride the boat until the oars fall off. You're welcome for not joining you on this bandwagon because I would I would sink this boat. Glad you're not. I appreciate it. Um, your first pick, college. What do you got? I got NC State plus ten. Uh, actually, forget if this game is in Death Valley or if it's at State. Let me check. Oh, it's at State too. Look, State is not a good football team. Um, they haven't really played 
super competitive games against good teams, but they've mostly beaten the shitty teams. And nobody really wants to acknowledge that Clemson is bad. Clemson um, is terrible. I, I will acknowledge that if you do not like to. They, I mean, they're, 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 there's really no evidence that they are a better football team than NC State at all. I mean, they barely beat us. Um, they did play Florida State close, but Florida State played like shit that game. They got beat by Miami this week in a terrible game. Dabo is, he's grasping at straws. Um, he's making like suicide jokes in the presser. That was so bad. There's like a certain, you basically like can't, there's like three things you can't joke about nowadays. And it's like the obvious like racism ones. Uh, you can't joke about anything gender related and you cannot joke. I mean, you shouldn't joke about these. It's not cannot, you shouldn't. And then mental health. And it's just like, what are you doing? You add a touch Southern hick moron. And you know what? I'll say it because I think this podcast is a safe space. I thought the joke was funny, but he like read the room, dude. You're at the press conference after the game, after you got beat. This is not the time for a suicide joke, Dabo. Keep it in your group chat. Yeah, it's like one thing if you say that in like a small group of people to say that when when to say that when you already have three losses before November first, having started the year in the top ten, um, it's just a remarkable lack of self awareness from Dabo. Yeah, it was a it was a weird day in 2023 to see Hitler on the jumbotron and uh, coaches making suicide jokes. Feels like uh, feels like we went back in time. Yeah, I mean, I love this pick. Um, I again, I mean, I I kind of have said it since the Duke game um, when they lost early on. I it until Dabo shows that he is willing to just uh, basically adapt to modern college football. Clemson's never going to be the team they were. Like he doesn't do nil. You know, he's weird with the transfer portal. Um, even with recruits, like if, if a recruit takes another visit after they visit Clemson, he won't bring them in. Um, it's again, it's, it's almost like he's old man staring at the clouds type of thing at this point. Like, it's kind of like get on the bad wagon or get left behind and Dabo's going to get left behind. And you know what? At the end of the day, as I've said, for any time we've talked about Clemson, if you're the guy making $9 million a year and have a problem with your student athletes making a little bit of money for themselves, I have no sympathy for you. I hope your team loses every fucking game from now until the end of eternity. Yeah, Dabo's getting harder to root for. Um, I everybody's talking about how he's the old man and uh, he, you know, he needs to get with the times or keep losing. I also think for a while there, he had these great coordinators that have gone on to be head coaches like Venables, um, and I think those guys were really doing a or, lot. Of- or yeah. even, or even Tony Elliott. Tony Elliott's head coach at UVA. They beat North Carolina this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and a nice win for them, although they've looked like shit in every other game. Um, so, look, I, I think I think the world is definitely t- – and they had great quarterbacks for a while, um, which they obviously don't have now. So the world has turned on them. They're an average football team, and somehow they're giving 10 points to another average football team at NC State. This 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 line feels weird. How um, Have you watched any NC State football this year? Uh, none, but but – from what I have heard and and what I read on ACC Twitter, um, Leary and the old UVA offensive coordinator, who are supposed to be, um, sorry, not Leary Armstrong. That's I was uh, 
I was, supposed to be I, was great. Mostly, I was mostly just going to ask how Brendan Armstrong's been this year. I was curious. And he's, he was back with the coordinator from two years ago when he was really good. So this is supposed to be like putting the band back together and offensively they've been horrible. Okay. Thank you for that analysis. Um, if we were doing lock of the week, I think this would have been my lock of the week in the college ranks. Hypothetical. Uh, yep. my, my hypothetical lock. Pac-12, we're, we're kind of slowly starting to self-destruct like we do every year as a conference. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Utah took care of business against USC last week, but that wasn't a surprise. Um, USC just owns Utah the last – Utah owns USC. They've now beaten them three times in the last two years. Um, and we saw yet again when a team has a real pass rush, USC struggles tremendously. Um, Arizona, Arizona State almost beat UW last week, but it was Pac-12 after dark. Everyone was asleep. So like it doesn't really matter. Like yeah, Phoenix, like Phoenix had two picks and a fumble, and like only slightly dropped in the Heisman odds. Like it doesn't really matter. Um, so all of which is to say, I'm bucking the trend of the Pac-12 self-destructing, and I'm gonna go Arizona State minus three and a half uh, at Arizona. Uh, this Arizona team, I think, is ahead of schedule. They nailed this hire with Jed Fish. Um, Jed Fish was actually born and raised in Livingston, New Jersey. Uh, went to high school in East Hanover, though, at Hanover Park. Um, but Fish was the UCLA offensive coordinator when we were in college. I'm a big fan of his. He's recruiting well. I still think they're a year away. Um, and at the end of the day, this Oregon State defense, I've watched them now the past two weeks. Um, the defense is really strong. DJ Ugalele, again, he's never going to be that guy that he was when he was recruited, but he's become a solid to above average college quarterback um, and is really just minimizing the mistakes. So, again, I, I think could this be a fishy line? Absolutely. It seems like it could be a track, but I'm a believer in this Beavers team. I like Oregon State minus three and a half. Wait, I, I missed this pick. I thought you were taking Arizona State versus Arizona. I thought you were taking Arizona State. No, you're you're saying you're taking Oregon State over Arizona State? No, Oregon State's playing Arizona. I was just talking about Arizona, Arizona State in my Pac-12 spiel. And you got you got DJU and the boys. I got the Beavers beating the Cats by three and a half. Three and a half. And in, this is in Arizona? In Tucson. Yeah. Standing yeah. on a corner in Tucson, Arizona. That, I don't I don't have a feel for this. Um, I bet Oregon State a couple times this year. They're like sort of an average Pac-12 team, which means you're pretty good in the scheme of things. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It feels, it feels all right. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it has all the makings of a classic trap game, but uh, yeah, but I don't think Oregon State is good enough to get trapped. Like they're they don't they're not trappable yet. As soon as you said that, I went and checked who Washington's playing to see if they're trappable this week. They're not. They're not. I don't know, there. man. Oregon State's number eleven in the country right now. Are they really eleven? Yeah, they're six and one. They're man. six and one, and the one loss was a three point loss at Washington State. Right, they beat. I mean, they beat in. They beat in two ranked teams. They beat Utah and they beat UCLA. They, I mean, they dominated UCLA. Right, they dominated UCLA to the point that we benched our five star quarterback. So, <laughs> so now you're starting to talk against yourself. I mean, it's no, way, it has all the makings of a classic Pac-12 trap game, and you're acknowledging that. And you're, oh, oh, and and I should also add. It's Pac-12 after dark. <laughs> but the good news is I'll be on the West Coast this weekend. So for me, it'll only be 730. So I'll be – I got the beaver fever. 
The beaver. All right. Well, good luck. I'm not going to bet this one. Sounds like an STD, the beaver fever. I should probably avoid that. Yeah, it sounds like itchy and wet. Or, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I'm sticking to the pack. Um, USC minus 10 and a half. Uh, I think it's at Cal. Yeah, it's at Cal. Um, they got to start to play good football at some point, right? This feels like a total offensive explosion, revenge game. People are talking about Caleb Williams sitting the rest of the season out, which seems ridiculous to me for a guy who who you know wants to be the first overall pick and, and look like a competitor to NFL coaches. Um, this feels like a shut the haters up a little bit, blow them out, and get yourself back into the mix for a, for a real bowl game. Um, and position yourselves to uh, to maybe upset some of the some of the better packed teams down the stretch. Yeah, I mean Cal sucks. Exactly. Uh, my one concern is just how invested Caleb still is at this point. But um, again, I I I said it. I I don't think the number one overall pick is as locked up as people think. Um, I like Drake May a lot. I know he lost last week also, but I, I think Caleb still has to prove that he should be one, one. And as crazy as it sounds, depending on who gets the number one overall pick, I don't think you could keep Marvin Harrison out of the mix either. No, if usually if you're a team that drafted a quarterback last year, if you're like the Panthers and you get the, the first overall pick or like the bears did last year, you trade that thing this year. I don't care if you get three first rounders, you can't trade that pick. You got to just take Harrison. He's a monster. Yeah. I mean, just for the sake of, um, I mean, it just it's like right now the number one pick in the draft is the Bears uh, via the Panthers. And, you know, it's like say they want to stick with Fields. There's a world where Marvin goes one. Yeah, I don't think they stick with Fields, but I see your point. Or if Arizona gets the first pick, there's a world where they stick with Kyler and say, hey, we're going to give you Marvin Harrison. Right. Just laying out all the options. Um, all right, over to the NFL. My first pick, I'm going Eagles minus six and a half versus the Commanders. Eagles dropped a terrible one against the Jets and then went out and played a pretty complete football game, I would say, against the Dolphins. Um, they limit that offense to 17 points. On the other side, this season specifically, with Justin Jefferson hurt, is A.J. Brown the second-best receiver in football? I mean, uh, Jamar is going to start playing better football, I think. Right now. Like, right now at this exact moment. Tyreek is number one, and in case that was unclear, Tyreek is definitely number one. No Jefferson. I look, I still think it's Jamar. I think I, I would I would take him this week. All right, Niners defense. But all right, top five. I'm in on top five. All right. Point being, AJ Brown has now rattled off four consecutive or four or five consecutive. I think it's 125 plus yard games. Um, the offense is humming. They're they're pushing and tushing left and right. They had two critical tush pushes uh, on fourth down in the last game. I think Jalen Hurts regained a lot. I mean, not that he lost his confidence, but regained a lot of confidence after the game against the Jets. Um, Jalen Carter's back for them, which was huge with the pass rush. I mean, we just we saw it against the Giants. I mean, the Giants' defense, I would say, is average at best, and they looked like destroyer of worlds against the Commanders last week. That offensive line is going to get Sam Howell killed, um, and the Commanders' D is. I mean, they have a solid pass rush, but I think part of that is like the Giants' O line is still in flux. I think the Eagles' O line is much better, obviously. Um, 
I think they're going to get to Sam Howell early and often. Eagles are going to put off points. I like them to win this game by about 13 to 16. Yeah, I like this pick. I didn't take it because the Commanders are one of those teams that they, they have enough talent here. Um, and I don't I don't think Howell's horrible that they can play anybody. No, it's not Howell's fault. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of Howell's fault. He's not playing great. Um, look, if this line was seven and a half or eight, I would feel a lot differently about this. If it inside of a touchdown here, I don't hate this bet at all. And if I was going to take this game, I would bet it the same way you are. Um, I can't believe this. This is saying it opened at four, which is insane to me. That might be a bad sign for you. Uh, I don't care. I, I just thought the commander, and again, it could be an overreaction because the Giants looked good against them last week, but they just looked terrible. No, no, no. And the Eagles look great, and this line is inside of a touchdown. So I get it. Feels like a supreme line to put in a teaser. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely tease this bad boy down to three or two and a half and feel really good about yourself. Yep. Um, all right. First pick, what do you got? I'm on Rams plus six and a half at the Cowboys. Um, I don't think the Cowboys are are good enough to be giving six and a half points to anybody who is a halfway decent football team. And that's exactly what the Rams are right now. Are the Rams good? No, they're, they're average. I think they're going to continue to get beat by the good teams, um, play the other average teams close like they did last week against uh, it was the Steelers, right? Uh, won that game. They absolutely should have won that game. The refs kind of hosed them down the stretch. Oh, uh, my God, definite. I mean, but not even the refs' fault, just like dumb rule book shit by the NFL. Yeah, but the, the, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. The ref, like, the reason the rules are written that way is because the refs are supposed to get a couple of calls right. Um, and then he's not supposed to be out of challenges like that because they kept fucking up. So, whatever. Um, anyway, the Rams are rock solid. Um, and they're getting a lot of points against the Cowboys team that I think they're coming off a bye, so they should be fresh, but I just don't think they're that good. You're always, always liable to get a, a, a Dak game where he throws two or three picks and keeps the other team in it or gives the whole game away. So, um, I, I like this one. Yeah. I mean, I took the Rams. I'm trying to think in my part if I took them outright or with the points. Um, oh, the Rams fucked me. I got eliminated in my survivor pool because of the Rams last week. Um, that seems like a bad pick. You took the Rams in their survivor pool? I didn't have the Seahawks. I didn't – like a lot of the good teams I didn't have, and the three teams I was between were the uh, the Seahawks, the Packers – or no, the, the Rams, the Packers, or the Niners. So I was going home no matter what. Yeah, it's a good point. It's, it was a tough week for a survivor with the Bills getting beat too. Yeah, I think the Bills, I mean, I mean, Jesus, sorry. Jeremy Sochan is shooting free throws one-handed. I'm fascinated by this first game. <laughs> um, he's got green hair and is shooting free throws with one hand. That's a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the Rams, it's amazing. I mean, Kerryon Williams got hurt. Daryl Henderson, who's on the Rams for, like, what, the ninth time in the last three years, came in and looked pretty good. Um, I mean, Puka went off. I think they just got to get Cooper Cup the ball more next week. Yeah, Puka – Cup, they're kind of the same dude. Um, I think it's a question of which one are they going to cover on any given week. Uh, they're they're definitely fun to watch, the Rams. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, my second NFL pick. Battle of the top two picks in the NFL draft. I'm going Texans minus three versus the Panthers. Um, 
I'm a believer in what the Texans are doing right now. I like CJ Stroud. I like, I mean, look, I think DeMarco Ryans was an unbelievable hire. Um, he's just, he's like, he's like a Vrabel type leader where it's just like, you can tell guys are ready to run through a wall for this guy. Um, without being as much of a, as much of a cartoon character as Dan Campbell, which by the way, I love Dan Campbell, but they're like the watered down version of him. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I think Singletary, Devin Singletary being more involved in the run game has been great for them. You know, the, uh, the Robert Woods, Tank Dale, Nico Collins trio has been something. Um, I, I just can't look. This, 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 and who? I think Tank Dale's still hurt. No, he's, he's playing this week. He's playing? Yeah, he's playing this week. Um, if the Panthers are going to win the game this year, this seems like as good of a time as any, but I don't know if they're going to win a game. Uh, and I like CJ. I'm starting CJ in fantasy, so this is a emotional double down, and I'm going Texans minus three. I got bad news for you if you're playing him in fantasy. I, I didn't take this game because I think we're due for a C.J. Stroud rookie day. Like, we're due for him to just throw three picks and totally give this game away and look like such an incompetent rookie. We're kind of due for Bryce Young to do the exact opposite. They're going to win a couple of games, and the Texans are, are as good of a chance as, as they'll have to win one. This just feels like a trap. We're all too far in on on Stroud being good and Bryce Young and the Panthers sucking that we're just going to – this is a turn-the-tables week. Yeah, it's a poo-poo platter game, but sometimes you got to eat shit to make money. Trademark, Jason Doris. <laughs> well said, well said, well said. All right. Um, I've certainly eaten a lot of shit, so hopefully we'll make some money on, on these this week. Um, my next pick, I got – Buffalo minus eight and a half versus the Bucks. This game will be prominently featured in promo sexuals because I've cracked the code to Davy Arbitrage this week. Um, but I, I actually just like the Bills. Um, they're going to have to have a get right week at some point. Um, and I can't think of a better place to do it than at home against the Bucks, who are bad. Uh, it's a big line, especially for an offense that's really struggle to, to get going in a defense that kind of seems like um, they've, they've lost their way and, and they are really hurt. And these guys are not coming back, but the bucks suck. They, they were like kind of fun the first couple of weeks. Um, all of that's gone away and the bills are good. They just need to figure it out. This, this is the week that they do it. I hope so, man. Cause it's they've been, sad. they've been pretty fucking brutal to watch. Yeah. <laughs> And you're usually the most fun. Like we like lost one of our favorite children. That was deep. Yeah. Um, one other thing I want to say about this game is if you like to bet this game, you can bet this game six, five other times in other games because there, there are, I feel like this exact situation is playing out across the league, like good team at home and they're giving like, seven and a half to nine and a half points. Um, the Lions are another one that I like, and it's the same thing. I think they bounce back against the shitty Raiders team at home. Um, the Dolphins against New England, this spread is nine and a half, but they're also at home. I also think they have to bounce back. Um, and then there's a couple of others that are the same spread. Baltimore minus eight and a half. 
at the Cardinals and Kansas City minus seven and a half at the Broncos. Those are just good teams that are playing well and playing shitty teams. Um, they're away, but it seems like you can find this bet five times over in slightly different variations if you like this one. Yeah, a lot of them are in the teaser of the week on my end. Um, this week is like teaser heaven. So there were three games I was debating for my last one. Uh, Colts plus one and a half versus the Saints. Because I the Saints, I just think, are done. Like, Derek Carr is not good. Yeah, they're uh, they're, they're they're bad. Chiefs minus seven and a half versus the Broncos. I think they win, but, like, the Chiefs always fucking hang around against the Broncos. Or the Broncos always hang around against the Chiefs. Always make it close. So I'm going to go Jags minus two and a half versus the Steelers. Um, Jags won ugly last week against those Saints. They won 31-24, but... I think this team's rounded into form. They're on a four-game winning streak now. They beat the Falcons, Bills, Colts, Saints. So kind of a mixed bag in terms of the competition there. But the offense is looking really well-balanced. Trevor's healthy again. NTN, I think, has scored like four or five touchdowns the last two weeks. Uh, The offense is humming. I think the defense has looked certainly improved. Um, I mean, this is the same team that gave up 37 points to Texas a couple weeks ago. So the D looks improved there. Um, and I like the Jags to win this game and really take full control of the AFC South. The Steelers, the Steelers are on the the do not bet list. I know. Well, they're in every game with the defense. You don't know what you're going to get from the offense. Sometimes they run the ball. Sometimes they don't. They got Deontay back. I'm not betting on them, but I'm I'm not going to bet the Jags either. This one's scary. Well, a certain podcaster that I enjoy listening to, who I will not name his name. Uh, him and one of the NFL guys they have on had a, a, a take, the uh, the Kenny Pickett take, that he's basically uh, obviously not with the Super Bowls, but in the regular season he's like an Eli Manning type where he'll just make so many bonehead plays, but the D will keep him in, and then that last drive of the game just flips the switch and goes out and wins it for his team. <laughs> but that's that's the point. Like You, you know they're going to be in this game. And and I'm I'm not calling Pickett a lock to make the play down the stretch, but like they're going to be in it. So to bet against them when you know it's going to be close and come down to a couple of plays, you might as well flip a coin. Yep. Well, I'm hoping the coin's going to go my way this week. All right, no, that's fine. Um, I think you should have taken Colts plus one and a half at home against the Saints because that's what I'm doing. Um, the Colts are well coached. They're fun to watch. Minshew Mania is back. He's doing all sorts of stuff, um, not all the good, but not all the bad. And they're playing at home. They're getting points against the Saints, who suck. So this is a don't overthink it. Pick the uh, the, the well-coached team that's likable and fun and playing at home and getting points. Yep, I just gave my analysis on this. So uh, I, I definitely like the Colts. Yep. Um. All right, I'll, I'll go real quick. I'll do the teaser of the week because it, it's like a lot of the games we just talked about. Um, all right, 10-team teaser. Whoa. You go four-point teaser. You get it at 5,000. 50 to one. Eagles go down to minus two and a half. The, the Jags go to plus one and a half. The Texans go to plus one. Um, so those were my three picks. The Colts go to plus five and a half. A pick neither of us had, but that I like. The Falcons go from minus two and a half to plus one and a half. Desmond Ritter turned the ball over a lot. Yes, 
but Bijan is supposedly over his stomach bug and is supposed to play this week. And Will Levis is playing quarterback for the Titans. Is that confirmed? It's not Willis? I don't give a shit who it is. It could be Will or Willis. Roll Falcons. Or Tannehill, honestly. Does it really matter? Do we really um, care? This next one, it like I'm like cringing as I do it. Over 36 and a half in the Giants-Jets game. You take oh, it down to 32 oh, and a half. That's <laughs> disgusting. You take it down to 32 and a half. Saquon's going to have some touchdowns. Giants will make some dumb fuck mistake on offense that the Jets will take back. And uh, Brees Hall will do something cool. This game could finish 3-0. You're playing a dangerous game here. Yeah, this could be like Iowa-Minnesota. I'm well aware. 100%. Dolphins. Look, Pats looked good last week. But the Dolphins are going back to the warm weather. McDaniel kind of looks like he's got Belichick's number. We're taking it down from a big number, 9.5, to 5.5, a much more manageable number. I like this one. Bounce back game. Get right game for the Dolphins. The Ravens. They may go back down to earth. But I don't think it's happening against the Cardinals. You're taking them down from eight and a half to four and a half. I like that a lot. And the last one is um, the Chiefs go down from seven and a half to three and a half. I think the Broncos hang around, but at three and a half, I'm comfortable with the Chiefs. I always like your teasers. Do any of them ever win? Um, I did hit a college football teaser Saturday, actually. Oh, nice. It was, oh, fuck, now I got to remember it. Start your next segment and I'll look at the betting history because I have no idea what the teaser was. All right. Um, I feel like after the we gotta get a segment name for your for your chase teaser. The chase teaser doesn't really roll off the tongue, you know. Well, it's cause I'm a tease. Yeah, yeah. We'll think about it. If any of our listeners are listening and you got a name for the uh big chase teaser, that's not a good the testy one. teaser of the week. No, it's terrible. Terrible. You're just inclu- including profanity for no reason. If you have a, if you have a name for this, put it in our put it in our DMs. Um, all right, bankrupt Vandal parlay sponsored by. Oh, it was an NFL teaser. Oh, so you have hit some of these NFL. It was a four o'clock NFL teaser. It was the Seahawks plus six, the Steelers plus nine and a half, the Chiefs plus six, the Packers plus six. And the Eagles, Dolphins over 46 and a half, which actually almost didn't hit. They only got the 48 points. So this was more of a more of an underdog teaser. And this week it's more of a tease down the favorites kind of thing. Correct. All right. All right. All right. All right. Hey, look, you have a track record. So I think our listeners should uh, should listen to you. What does not have a track record is the bankrupt FanDuel parlay because um, they're still operating. So we're going to try to fix that this week. We got a 15 legger plus eight, eight million, 900,741. So plus almost 9 million. Um, This is 10 bucks to win just over 900 grand. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of juice here. Um, Jags plus one Oh six. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I'm reading, I'm reading my one from last week that lost. Sorry. This week is uh, plus 8.7 million, 14-legger. Bills minus 8.5, State plus 10, Duke money line, Oregon minus 6, USC minus 10.5, Kentucky money line, Colorado Buffs money line, sorry, Chase, Wisco plus 14.5, Eagles minus 6.5, 
Rams money line, Dolphins minus nine, Colts plus one and a half, Chiefs minus seven and a half, and Lions minus eight and a half. That's uh, 10 bucks to win almost $900,000. Fuck the buffs. That's my reaction. Fair enough. No, that's fair. Although Dion said you could expect sweeping changes. So, what, what does that mean midseason? It means that they lack discipline, in his opinion. Ah. They lack that, discipline. That, that, that could be. Um, I feel like if you pay all your guys to come in and play, you got a, a bunch of mercenaries on your team. Mer- mercenaries are not famous for being a disciplined army. If you wanted to do a uh, college football teaser, um, Colorado is good in a teaser. Honestly, Colorado plus 17 is probably just like a good pick, period. Uh, I'm just a sucker for them, and uh, whenever I see a game that I think is even remotely winnable, it goes in the FanDuel parlay. Yeah, I don't like them, but whatever. Um, all right, do I do I get to talk about something near and dear to my heart for the first time all year? Yeah, we got to do the bagel bet first, and then we'll, okay. we'll do – Chase's baseballs. Um, so as bad as my track record has been, since we restarted the tackle assist bagel bet in week five, we are 3-0. and So I might not have the actual betting of the games or the over-unders in the games or the parlaying of the games. I may not have that figured out, but I got this tackle assist shit figured out. Um, last week we had Foye Olokun over three and a half. He had six assists or five assists. I forget. Crushed it. Um, this week we got, and it's always the Thursday night game. Thursday night game this week is, is Buffalo, Tampa Bay. Um, I got Terrell Bernard over three and a half Terrell Bernard. Now he's, he's a linebacker on the bills. He's got, he's got almost 70 tackles, uh, on the, on the season. Um, which is, I think top five in the league. I, I, I closed out of that window, but he's, he's a, he's an absolute top tackler in the league. Um, the trick with this bet is he's only got 28 assists, which over seven games is only like four-ish a game, and the line here is three and a half. So those numbers, you don't feel great about it. But if you dig deeper, and everybody knows I dig deep on the assists. That's why I'm 3-0 and in the last three weeks. That's why I'm the bagel bet tackle assist god. If you dig deeper, you can see that he's had – great tackle assist numbers in the games he's played in the United States. In the games he's played in London, he has three and two tackle assists. He's an assist man in this country, not in other countries. That's a sabermetric stat that, that makes you feel really good about betting it this week because guess what, Chase, where are they playing the game? I don't know. You tell me. Buffalo. And what country is Buffalo in? The United States of New York. You, not the United Kingdom is the point. So um, I, I like uh, Terrell Bernard over three and a half. Wait, were both of these games really in London? This is starting to not make sense. <laughs> Sounds like you're doubting yourself. I am that. Well, anyway. Look, he's a top five. He's a top five tackle guy. The assists have lagged a little bit, but the the theory here has always been that uh, assists and solo tackles are kind of random. Just bet the tackle guy. So we're betting the tackle guy this week uh, over three and a half, and you're actually getting some juice on this. Uh, not Fendel. DraftKings has it at plus one thirty. So bet this, take some juice. 
Um, and then really quickly, before we go to baseball, I got promosexuals this week. I swear I have actually found an arbitrage opportunity. Like, like a, if you bet this, you are guaranteed to make a little bit of money, like actually guaranteed the Davy bagels fixed income arbitrage bet is back. You can put your retirement savings into this bet and comfortably go to bed knowing that you're going to generate a little bit of income. I'm serious. You, I see the doubt in your face. Oh, I'm, I'm laughing at a tweet that I saw that pertains to gambling that I'm going to read when you're done with this. All right. So DraftKings always does the Thursday night 50% profit boost on any bet. This week, FanDuel is doing the same thing. So normally, you take one side of the bet, you take the other side of the bet, you lose a little bit of money to the VIG. This week, you gain a little bit of money. So you can get Tampa Bay plus nine at Buffalo at Tampa Bay plus nine plus 136 on DraftKings and then go to FanDuel and get Buffalo minus nine plus 137. The worst thing that happens here is you push and you make your money back. Otherwise, you're absolutely guaranteed to make money. You can't bet huge money on this because FanDuel caps you at 10 bucks. But um, you, there's there is a guaranteed, I think, like two dollars to be made here. So uh, m- make your two dollars, listeners, and uh, I'm excited to finally hit a uh, Davy Bagels fixed income arbitrage bet. Oh fuck! The tweet went away. It was on Instagram. It was something along the lines of, "I would love to see pro athletes bet on us in our personal lives. Let's see how Anthony Davis likes it when I only put up four hours of work and five hours of screen time." <laughs> How do you, what would the line be, you think, tomorrow on, um, I don't know, like number of pisses you take? Oh, well, I'm big on hydration. Like I bring my water bottle with me everywhere I go. So, I mean, easy over 11 and a half. 11 and a half? I'm taking the under. Over the course of a day? Easy. What about like snacks eaten or? I don't know. Tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to the airport at like three o'clock. So it's a weird day. Hmm. All right, well, the line for me on my lunch break is about uh, 40 minutes. So, yeah, it's, it's the wind fa- It's like the wind factor going to the airport. Um, I also, real quick, have a college football 12 team teaser that I just cooked up. Give it to us. Uh, this is plus 12,001. The Gamecocks, it's a four point teaser. You're going to get them at plus 18 and a half. AM sucks. Oklahoma, you're going to take it down to minus six. Uh, we no longer rock chalk Jayhawk. NC State, NC State. We liked it at plus 10. We love it at plus 14. As much as I love Utah, I'm a believer. I believe. Um, I don't like Oregon minus six and a half, but I do like Oregon minus two and a half. Minnesota, take it down to minus three. I like your USC pick. Take it down to minus six and a half. Colorado, I think the Bruins take care of business, but I don't think they cover 21 and a half. So that's that. Ole Miss minus 20 and a half at home against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is Vanderbilt, and Kiffin's had the offense looking good. A former foe turned friend. Oklahoma State has turned it around. I give Mike Gundy credit. Uh, I think they're five and two now. Um, and Cincinnati has not looked good in year one of the Big 12, especially without Luke Fickle. You're going to get them at minus three and a half. You're going to take the Beavers down to plus a half. And UNLV only has one loss this year, and it was against Michigan. They're playing at Fresno State. Tough game. Fresno State's perennial great uh, group of five team. Um, but I like UNLV. I like the running Rebels getting 11 and a half. The problem with this is I like the ones that I know. 
And then you start picking UNLV and stuff, and I'm like, you, you're speaking gibberish. I don't know anything about UNLV. We also, I forgot the last pick, JMU minus 16 and a half for his Old Dominion. There was a time when JMU was a darling of this show. Go Dukes, baby. It's been a while. I want the Dukes to run the table just to stick it to the NCAA because they're not bowl eligible because they're still a year away because they move up to D1. Of, of all the ridiculous things to limit bowl eligibility for – that seems like shouldn't you want them to make a bowl sooner so they can yeah. be real it's part great. of the division? Oh, and it's a great story. But yeah, you know. they're stupid. Well, the NCAA is stupid. We right. know. Everything you should do, they do the opposite. Yeah, no, no, we know that. Um, all right. It is the World Series. And by saying it is the World Series, I mean it's the World Series on Friday. Um, the Rangers are playing the Diamondbacks. Interesting World Series matchup. Probably not great for ratings. Rob probably isn't thrilled. Astros-Phillies rematch was right there on the table. Two big market teams. The rematch. People love the rematch. They love the sequel. Didn't happen. Uh, Rangers dispatched the Astros. One game six and seven in Houston. And, I mean, the D-backs taking down the Phillies was shocking. I mean, last week, Phillies jumped out to a 2 nothing lead. I thought that series was going to be a sweep. Um, even going up three, two, going home to Philly, they just need to win one on the bank. Added to the list of Philly heartbreaks, of which there are many. Um, all right, so, just so happy for the record. We're this is not a Philly podcast, all, all our homies hate Philly. So, all right, I'll do a couple different bets here. Um, game one in the World Series, take the Rangers minus one. Uh, there's a 50. What, what, what is this fan duel bet? 50% profit boost used on any wager for game one of the World Series. Um, you know what? Let me just fuck around with this real quick. Um, Zach Gallen has not been good on the road at all. Bad road pitcher. Um, so you're going to go Rangers minus one and a half. You're going to go nasty Nate Evaldi. Six plus strikeouts. This game's been, guy's been one of the biggest and best big game pitchers in the playoffs over the last five years. You're then going to go, because uh, it's got to be three plus legs. You're going to then go to record an RBI. Adolis Garcia, plus 105. ALCS MVP has 20 RBIs so far this postseason. Two more, he sets the all-time single postseason record. You know he's gunning for that. Um, you're then going to go to two plus total bases. You're going to go Corey Seager, minus 115. I know you like the juice. There's not a lot of juice there. Corey Seager is a great left-handed bat. Um, and Zach Gallon is a righty. Um, you're then going to go... To the other side of things, you're going to add one D-back to this bet. And it's going to be Cattell Marte, plus 105, two-plus total bases. He's the NLCS MVP. And to start his postseason career, he's currently on a 16-game hitting streak. He's one away from the record. We're big on records here. You add those together, you're a plus 3,036. You get the 50% profit boost, you're at right around plus 4,500. Ooh, juicy. So that would be my pick there um, for game one. And then if you want some series plays, um, I mean, the Rangers are minus 174 to win the World Series. I don't love that. Um, I think Rangers in six, the last time I checked, was like plus 350. I think it's going to be Rangers. It's plus 390. I like the Rangers in six. I like. I think they're better than the D-backs, but this D-backs team is going to sneak around. Or stick around. Um, so I like them to win there. And if you want a MVP pick for World Series MVP, 
plus oh god there's two guys here that uh, really could do it i think the series is going six this guy went two and oh in the alcs it's gonna be nasty native Aldi plus 1700 i think he goes two and oh in the world series ever going two and oh in the alcs adds the world series mvp to his mantle and uh bruce bochi wins his fourth world series adding him into that upper upper echelon tier of all-time managers if 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 Avaldi only pitches two games and this goes six, can he really win the MVP? I think I think some of your some of this isn't tying together. What are you talking about? He's a starting pitcher for two. So, but I, is that common? Like he's just going to pitch two games out of six? He's not even going to have to come in and throw game seven. Nah, he pitches. He'll pitch game one. In my scenario, he's pitching game one. He's pitching game five, and then maybe comes out of the pen if it's game seven. But they'll close it out by then. But that's what I'm saying. So he's only going to appear in two games. Yeah, I think that's fine though. I think if you go if you go two and zero in the World Series and you're a good two and zero, they'll they'll give him they'll give him his just deserves. They'll give it to him. All right. It's nasty, Nate. No, I, I like you piecing together a nice juicy parlay for our listeners. I know that our listeners love the juice almost as much as I do. Um, and I, I guess think- I got to place that bet now because um, I can't do it in California. <laughs> you yeah, you got to place all your bets now. Better well, look at that account and, and get, get firing. The rest will do a little, uh, you know, fugaz action. But uh... Yeah, I, I was in North Carolina this weekend. I had to bet illegally. Um, it was pretty fun. I just, like, threw bets down. I didn't have to worry about how, my account balance. Well, that's the fun part is because, like, you don't have to deal with loading your account and this and that. And it's like you deal with the bullshit Monday. Yeah, and then and then one of my friends Venmoed me, uh, Venmoed me Monday morning. Who'd you get Venmo for? I got Venmo from one of our friends also. Who'd you get Venmo from? I got 200 from Steve. Oh, you got two. That's See, there's nothing better than getting a big chunk of change. from. Did you text him? You have to say like, hey, man, you suck at this. Well, no, his Venmo caption was pretty. His Venmo caption, I think, was just ass. Yeah, that sounds ass. He, he, he knew. Um, you didn't say anything to him like, hey, dude. And then was that? that well, was dude, he had his big. Road? He had his. He had his big court ruling this week. I didn't want to psych him out. <laughs> Good point. Shout out, Steve. Good luck in the courtroom. But was two hundred everything you were owed? I'm trying to figure out if he also if he lost more than two hundred and you were just one I think of. I the- was owed like two hundred five, and he Venmoed me two hundred five. So so shout out to Steve who lost more than two hundred five bucks this weekend and had to Venmo probably multiple of his friends who got to see just how bad he sucks. That's pretty cool, Steve. The Bears won though, so he had that going for him. And he was in Chicago. So yeah, he was he he was there to see I mean just a hilariously bad football game. But uh and look, as a guy who lost a lot of bets this weekend but won a couple of big uh big football games, I, I, I know that he was probably feeling okay. He was feeling himself. Yeah. Um wait, did I get what did I say? Okay. I I'm putting in that parlay right now to make sure that I uh do it right. I like this. The listeners know that you're 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 walking the walk. You're not just you're not just talking about these big juicy parlays. You're putting them in. A man of his word. Dude, yeah, I mean, go Rangers, man. Team of fucking destiny. <laughs> if anybody's gonna be the team of destiny, wouldn't it be the D backs? You're the baseball guy, but dude, not to get like this isn't even political. 
they ruined the ultimate team of destiny scenario 22 years ago by beating the Yankees post fucking 9-11. So they've had oh, their there we go. Here we go. If it was the Mets, if it was the Mets, I would say the same thing. If yeah. either New York team was in the World Series, they were the team of destiny. The amount of mental gymnastics that you're able to do is so impressive. To ever describe your New York Yankees, especially the New York Yankees in the late '90s, early 2000s, as as being robbed of anything is laughable. Oh, they weren't robbed. The D-backs won fair and square. I just think the Yankees were, you know, where they were for the only time ever kind of America's team because everyone loved New York for a couple months. And then, uh, you know, who hates America, Kurt Schilling. So it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I think a lot of people would say Kurt Schilling really loves America. Some would say they love it too much or they, he loves it too much. Yeah. I, I, I might say that. Um, all right. Picks were, uh, Beavers minus three and a half versus the Sun Devils. The Gophers minus seven against the Spartans. You can't really do this with the NFL, huh? The mascots. Uh, the Eagles minus six and a half versus the Commanders. Uh, the Commie Bastards, if you will. The Jags minus two and a half versus the Steelers. And the Texans minus three versus the Panthers. I got NC State plus 10, USC minus 10 and a half. Rams plus six and a half, Bills minus eight and a half, and Colts plus one and a half. No Lakshmiers of the of the week this week. We're taking a week off. Maybe we'll be back next week. Maybe we won't. Yep. Can't make any promises there. No problem. Um, all right. Well, World Series Friday, good football slate, basketball's back, hockey's hockeying. Good time to be a sports fan. Uh, yep. With Davey Bagels, my name is Chase Bedorsky, and this is the Bagels and Locks podcast.